Hello, and welcome to the Three and D's podcast featuring myself, Mario Narciso, and my friends Justin and Matt. Welcome, boys. How are you guys doing today? Featuring. I love that. I feel like we're in a film. I know. <laughs> Great. We yeah, deserve that kind of treatment. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, my God. That's friendship. Um, Mary, do, doing fantastic. Um, couldn't be better. We're, we're we're recording right before the the football games today, so uh, we're excited. Um, Going to be an Eagles Bengals Super Bowl. Calling it now. Wow. Um, oh yeah, bet that too. <laughs> Let's go. <nice. laughs> so excited to excited to watch the games. Yeah, Matt. What are the big bets today? What what, what do you have on the on the line now? Well. I've been in a bit of a cold streak <laughs> for the last few months. <laughs> the past forever. The past forever. Um, so I have one free bet left. So I put it <laughs> Eagles minus three and Bengals minus three. So I'm hoping, hoping for Bengals that. Bengals minus three? Yeah. The lines are two, two right and now. Half. Minus two and a half. Oh, it's pl- oh. The, the Bengals are... The yeah, Chiefs are favored. Favored, yeah. So you took the alternate line. Yeah, alternate line. Wow. Yeah, to get a bit more money. Because wow. I just, I don't know. They look so good against the Bills. And you have to live in London too, so you got to make that money earlier rather than later. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Those odds. I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm gonna fade both of you guys. I, I like. I just love the Niners team. I love the story with Purdy. I, yeah, I, I feel like the refs will like rig it so that. They can keep the storyline because that's the best thing going. Yeah, I just can't see and this then, Brock Purdy kid taking them all the way to the Super Bowl. I just no, I, 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 can't see it. I don't know. I hate the idea of it too because then it'll give the to every rookie quarterback to be like, "Yeah, I can fucking do this." Like, no, you can't. Yeah. This this Niners team is really really good. And that Eagles like in Philly. It's in Philly. It's gonna be pretty rowdy there. I don't know. I just can't see Brock Purdy pulling that off. But if he does, like power to him. Like that's yeah. yeah. No, all the power to him. It's just he looked a little shaky, and Philadelphia is a lot better than Dallas. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. We should have good games regardless. But you know, we're not a football podcast, guys. That's next year. That's not, yeah, that's that's a uh, we could think of a name once third the and brand like grows three and out, third and long, third and third long. long. That's funny, I like that. That's not bad, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. Two a week, one of each. Yeah, stay tuned, Belgium. <laughs> Dude, Belgium's killing it with the views. There's we have we have a couple loyal listeners in Belgium. <laughs> Thank you, Belgium. How about like tens of hundreds? They're just yeah. flocking in. Thank Welcome you, so much. Belgium. If you guys have any sponsorships, just let us know. We'd be more than yeah. happy. So, talk fight. We love beer. We're doing. We're down for anything. Yeah. Les Chouf beer. Sponsor us, baby. Sponsor us. My favorite beer. I'll tell you a quick Belgium story while we're on the topic. So I was on exchange. I was in Belgium for St. Patty's. And um, I I tried this beer called Duvel. Have you guys heard of Duvel beer? It's a Belgian beer. Okay, it's like ten percent beer, and I don't like love the taste of alcohol anyway. Like in general, um, so I'm like, yeah, give me this strong beer. I had three of them, and I was fucked. I was so drunk <laughs> on three of these beers. I was like, it's like now my favorite beer ever because it just gets me where I need to be in a short, <laughs> in a small uh, volume. So. 
Duvel Beer, thanks for sponsoring the pod. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, we're a big fan. This podcast <laughs> is also brought to you by Four Loco. Band in North time. America, it doesn't matter. Band in Always a good time. <laughs> Always a good time. I, uh, as as we've started the last couple episodes, I, I again have a little bit of a rant for you boys. Please. And you, and you guys are coming in cold with this one, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. The the the, the how to say a thesis statement is that LeBron James ruined the NBA All Star Slam Dunk Contest. He ruined it. So we've working. we've had we've had um we've had discussions about this in the past about how to fix the 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 dunk contest. You know, they tried different formats, a team format. You think of different ways to do it. Like, um, I heard someone talk about it as a like the ice dance competition in the Olympics, where you have a certain amount of time and you just do the most fanciest dunks you can in that allotted amount of time. Just different ways to mix it up. R- really, the best way to get the slam dunk cost, slam dunk contest back is to get the stars back in the contest. LeBron yeah. is the best player to not do the slam dunk all, all all the people who are eligible all the high-flying superstars have done the slam dunk contest you think about the historic dunkers michael jordan kobe bryant dominique wilkins dr j vince carter and only when lebron came into the league in 2003 when everyone was begging him to do the contest did superstars stop doing the contest historically superstars have done the contest and even since then since 03 think about the best Slams on contest we've had. It's the Dwight Howard ones. Aaron Gordon. The superstar doing the contest. The Aaron Gordon Levine ones. Those are young guys doing the contest. So since then, since 03, since LeBron refused to, really, this is about John Morant not doing the contest this year. That's really what this is about. Because we, everyone will watch it. It's just automatic, like must see TV if John Morant's doing a slams on contest. Right now, we have, I honestly, a pretty good lineup. Trey Murphy just joined yesterday. Now it's a, Shin Sharp, uh, who alone kind of makes it a wall and just have by having Shaden Sharp, uh, KJ Martin, and then uh, Mac McClung from the G League, which I don't love having a G League dunker, and but that's because yeah, John Morant's not doing it. Yeah. And Mac's also like six foot one, so I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm not I'm not pleased with it. He could fly, I'm not gonna lie. But since then, kind of notable guys who have done the contest, uh, Jay Rich, you know slam dunk contest legend but not a superstar some stars uh i can't howard it's blake griffin with the uh the kia jump you know you have guys like jeremy evans win the contest you have guys uh younger guys like victor Levine, mitchell donald mitchell did it one time he was decently young then Hamadou Diallo was the best dunker in the NBA. It, it's it's just it's it's a joke. Nobody wants to see. No offense to Hamadou Diallo, a good defensive player and athletic young star, but nobody wants to see Hamadou Diallo dunking for half an hour. We want to see John Morant. We want to see the young guys. We want to see Zion Williamson. And it's because LeBron James said the president of it being of him being too cool, or Dwayne Wade saying that it's an injury risk. Come on, you're gonna do that at the end of practice anyway. Just get out there, dunk for 15 minutes, and make. The, give the people what they want. That's my rant of the day. Thoughts? I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know if... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if we can pin it on LeBron. I, I think there was a sort of a movement 
But, I mean, Le- LeBron didn't really have the stature of, you know, being LeBron till what, like five years into his career, five, six years. So no, Le- Le- LeBron was the highest touted prospect of all. He had the stature of being LeBron since he was I know, but 15 he couldn't years affect old. The, the league, like the league stature for like in his rookie year, like he wasn't like at yeah. that point yet. I don't know. I think there's just been a, a trend towards obviously rest recuperation, like not, you know, you, you know, focusing on your body more than anything for a while now, obviously. I don't know. I don't know if it's like correlate, like if it's causation or correlation, I, I, I couldn't tell you, but um, I think mean, it's a good thought. I have, I have no counters other than I'm not sure if it's causation or just a correlation there. Because Doug Kobe has not been good for a while. Kobe, Kobe Bryant did it on his rookie year in 1997. Highly touted high school prospect who could fly. No, and LeBron I, I, has... I kind of back ahead, it. I, I back it. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what else you could look to have people going away from it. And it's, it's interesting, too, because as a result of that not being, for whatever reason, injury risk or it not being as much of a pull for All-Star Weekend. It seems like the three-point contest has gotten more and more attention yeah. and it's honestly more exciting than... And you, you know why, Matt? Because the, the superstars the stars do the three-point contest. Yeah. Steph Curry has so, always done the three-point contest. Yeah. Um, but that's, diff- that's a different level of, like, energy. Like, there's a different... I think there's also a different... Um, totally injury risk with that like, sure. I think when you're dunking like that and trying to make a show there is a, a slight risk to you know getting injured um, no I, I i get i get the reason behind lebron i get what reason why superstar is not doing it but everyone talks about why is the slam dunk concept so bad these days it's simply because of that because superstars don't want to do it anymore yes that is cool. facts. that is factual yeah 100 percent and, yeah, you know, we've know been begging LeBron to do it since his rookie year. Everybody's been begging him to do it since his rookie year. He finally said yes to do it in 2010, then backed out last minute. It's, 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 it's pathetic is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's not what it used to be. It hasn't been good since that Aaron Gordon uh, one. But uh, I don't know. I, I think changing the format could definitely help. Uh, I think the, I like what they've done with the All-Star game in general. Um, with the picking teams, I like what they're doing this year. New announcement, by the way. They're picking teams thirty minutes before the game, like a like a like oh, a really? yeah. So it's Giannis That's and LeBron, awesome. and they're just like lining them up, and they're gonna pick them like right before the game, basically. That <laughs> is awesome. I like what they're doing with that, um, and they like what they did with the the like making every quarter, um, you know, worth something where you win money for a charity and stuff every quarter. So. And I like the ELO ending. So I like what they're doing on the all-star game front. I think they do need to make a lot of changes on the, the dunk contest. Three-point contest, I think, is good the way it is. It's entertaining. It is what it is. Um, but you're right. They're, whether it's trying to get stars more motivated to join, maybe there's a higher financial reward or changing the format where it's a little you know, more team-based. Like, I'm open to anything um, for sure. And it needs it, something needs to happen. So I agree with that for sure. I love all-star weekend. I love I love watching these these players like be people and just have fun with the game, yeah. all the skills challenges and stuff. It's so much fun. Uh, another another thing is I'd love to see a one on one. I know I know the injury risk. I know, but a one on one tournament would be must see TV. There's I would not one person who would miss that. I take that over the skills yeah. challenge if we had to replace something. 
do like a table too. Like they each knock each other out and it's like oh, a so board or something. Yeah, just so go at sick. it. It's like every all star has to do it. Has to do it. It's part of the contract. And you I go love like it. Team LeBron, Team Giannis, and just go at it. I think that'd be very sick. I agree. Anyway, I'm excited for All Star Weekend. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I I have fun watching it every single every single year, and hopefully, uh, Shaden Sharp carries and uh, gets the crown this time around. I think I can jump. Yeah, yeah, Shaden Sharp, dude. I'm 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 trying to get Shaden Sharp on the Raptors any way I can. I just want him. I want him there. I'm working I, with the trade machine. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> was watching the Raptors destroy the Trailblazers yesterday, and. I was pretty impressed by Shaden Sharp's uh, physical uh, attributes, um, but Raps yeah. looking pretty good, guys. Their 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 season's turning around. I I don't know what they're <laughs> gonna do. this organization has got to be so confused right now on what to do because they're finally starting to figure it out and play as a team. They're just like literally have a six man team. Like they have six good players and that's it. Um, and it'd be kind of shitty to trade them, but uh, yeah. Anyway. Mari, were you wanting to get into some trade, some trade talks, more, more trade, uh, trade buzz? Rui got traded uh, since we last recorded. Um, yeah, I think that's that. kind of the big news in the market right now is the the Rui Hachimura trade. To summarize, I believe it was three second, uh, two second rounders, a pick swap, and Kendrick, uh, Kendrick Nunn for Rui Hachimura. Uh, I mean, he, he's looked decent so far for the Lakers, but. Um, I'm not sure it solves anything for the. I like Rui Hachimura. I think he's a high motor player. I think he has a lot of physical gifts. There's questions about whether or not um, he he spent some extended time off last year because he wanted to step away from basketball, which is worrying. Um, but uh, in terms of the gifts that he brings, I think he's a good guy to have alongside LeBron as a potential lob threat, as a as a, a full court kind of offensive threat and on transition, but doesn't solve anything as far as spacing issues he's not a shooter i am uh way lower on this deal than i'm i'm probably just lower on the lakers in general but okay before we get to this deal i'm gonna i'm gonna walk back to some of my comments on the lakers because i didn't realize i still don't believe in this team at all but i will say that um the the west is so much tighter i took a second look after we recorded and the west is so close that yes hypothetically the lakers could for sure get to even like a fifth seed and it wouldn't even yeah. be they're like they're what, like three or like they're like three or four games in the loss column to the, the five seed or something something like that um there's three games behind the five seed. Three games back. yeah so, <laughs> so i'll walk back some of my comments and say there's no shot x like i'm not going to say that I still don't believe in the talent of this team. And so ultimately I don't think they get there, but you know, pending health and some other teams falling off, maybe they can get in, but I'm actually quite lower on this deal because I'm trying to think about what their plan is. I, I was listening to some podcasts, Brian Windhorst and some others, Zach Lowe. Um, and this deal to me, like it makes sense. I suppose if you are going to trade Russell Westbrook and those picks, um, for some salary, like for someone who will fill salary into next year. Um, but we like, they're going to re-sign Rui now. Like they're like, they're not going to just trade for him for three seconds or, and then not re-sign him. He turned down a four year, like $50 million deal before the season started. So he's going to get at least that I'd imagine. And the Lakers are going to be a cap space team this summer. Like, like Kyrie Irving might be available, like all these other guys. And so if you're, if you're, 
re-signing Rui to like a 12, 13 million dollar deal, you're really you're actually really cutting into that space um pretty aggressively. And the Lakers don't have a lot of like middling salaries that they can actually trade um in the offseason. They have a lot of like they have LeBron and AD who make up a large percentage of the cap, and then they have a lot of like minimums and really small salaries. So if the idea is, you know, you're going to, if they if they don't trade these picks, if they just kind of hold Pat here, which is kind of what I've been hearing from different media members, um, that they're not really willing to give up these picks unless there's like a bona fide star, they can put them into contention this year. Then I don't know what they're doing. Like, are they going to just let Rui walk? And if they don't, I don't think signing Rui into your cap, like your cap space is a good, a good use of your, you know, your assets. So I, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the next, you know, until the trade deadline, but I'm quite lower on the deal. I don't think Rui is that good of a player. I mean, he didn't command much in the market at all. So yeah, I just don't know what's going on with them. And uh, it'll be very interesting to see uh, how they move forward. Um, but yeah, that's my little Lakers rant. Yeah. And, and, and I think one thing that's interesting about the trade is that it seemed to have signaled Okay, what's next from both sides of the deal? From both the Lakers and the Wizards, you know, it, it's kind of it's a it's a trade that gets something moving, but it it's it begs the question, what's next? But just recently, we got news from the Wizards who said that they're standing pat on their so-called big three of Kristaps, Kuz, and and uh, Beal, which may be the loosest way I've ever seen describe the term big three. Yeah. Um, so it looks like they're they're sticking with that, which is nonsensical to me. It looks like a organization would no sort of direction, and I, I don't know if Kuz will love staying there. Um, and then the Lakers as well, as you're saying, um, all signs point to the, them making another move. But I, I can't believe that they're saying it's it's probably just market manipulation and them saying, "Oh, we're gonna stand pat on this, make it more, make them more alluring and sexy." But I don't know. It doesn't look great to me. Yeah, they'll be very interesting. I'm so excited for this trade deadline in general. Like, I think there's a few teams I want to touch on. Like, uh, like the Phoenix Suns. It's been officially announced that their their new owner will have like rights. Like, they'll he'll he'll be commanding the team. Um, like he already has ownership stake now, so he like, is a decision maker. And if you're the Phoenix Suns, you have to make a move. Obviously, Jay Crowder's there. I think Dal- the Dallas Mavericks could make a trade. I think the Portland Trailblazers need to do something. I think the Clippers, you know, are right there. I think the Pelicans could make a move. The Sixers. So there's a lot of teams that I think we can touch on that we didn't really touch on that much last episode. It was very Raptors heavy, which I love. Yeah. But um, and and it's that's not a homework thing, by the way. A homework thing. Everyone is talking about the Raptors. Like the Raptors are the team that holds all the cards in this trade deadline. Um, it also is a homework thing, though. It also is a homework <laughs> thing. But like, I wouldn't be this heavy on trade. Raptors trade talk in years past. If we hypothetically had a, 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 right. a time, like okay, it, well, a very well, kick us off then. You said you want to touch on a few things. Let's let's hear some hypotheticals or needs. Uh, you think? Well, let, let let's talk about the Suns because you know you have Jay Crowder. Um, let me see what his salary is. I think it's better than playing. So it's like trading, trading him. It's like you're losing nothing. So I think they should absolutely do it, despite the like, key definitely has some value. The fact that his name is being thrown around, despite how he's handled his situation this year, is a little bit baffling to me. Just because, I don't know, it's such a strange situation. 
But yeah, if you I, I, with like some first, like I feel like you could get a pretty good haul back. For who? For Jay Crowder. I don't know. For Jay Crowder, I don't think you could get back. Jay Crowder's not worth that much anymore. But no, I, but, that, so but for, people love that veteran presence off the bench. I don't see it. I don't. I don't know why anyone would be interested in Jake, especially you know what he, him and his tenuous relationship with that Suns team. It, it's baffling to me. Yeah, so I, it's difficult to trade Jay Crowder because you want to trade him for basically an exact same type of player. Like they need a Jay Crowder type, so it's really tough in the in historically in the league to make a trade for those types of similarly you know types um but you know who's to say like deandre Aiden might be an option for them to look at like they need to shake something up here um i heard i, I looked as i saw some fake um raptors and with deandre Aiden trades um i know that the heat really want jay crowder uh, is there something with like maybe it's dwayne deadman caleb martin and like a first or something for Jay Crowder or maybe three seconds or something like that. Is that something that's that so much? That's so maybe, much for Jay Crowder, seconds. man. Maybe it's maybe it's seconds. Um yeah. I just think Phoenix like are not they're, they're 24 and 24. They're not really in a position, I don't think, to win the West this year as things stand. Um obviously Devin Booker's been out, so you know, you never know. But I mean, just there's been a lot of turmoil with them in the past 12 months, and I just I don't know. I think DeAndre Aiden is absolutely an option to be traded here at the trade deadline. I would not be surprised if he was moved, um, even though I would obviously bet against it. I, I just wouldn't be surprised. But well, they had the the kind of surprising decision this offseason to re-sign him, and that's been a interesting relationship between Aiden and the Suns. So it'd be it, I'd love to see him moved. I, I don't think it's the right fit for him. I think he's what a about good asset. what about I was kind of toying around with this what about like a a deandre ayton for terry rosier kelly Oubre, and like a pick for the for the hornets does that help the suns at all i don't i don't know if that well i've been told they were looking for wings and guards and so terry rosier would be a really good third guard off the bench and kelly Oubre could either fit in as a starter or another bench piece um and then you can the center, center. center be. You have Bismack? You have Bismack? Yeah. yeah. Well, or, uh, Dario Sarge has been playing pretty well for them. So, Dario. That'd be the first trade in another thing they'd have to do to get a, another set. Yeah. Well, maybe you flip Jay Crowder for another center. I don't know. Yeah, I just like, Andre Aiden is clearly not happy. He's not very good defensively. He's on a max contract now. They had to sign him to that. I don't think they're fired up that he's on that max contract, um, especially with Chris Paul. You know, he's 37 now. I just like, and if you're Charlotte, I mean, you need to bring in some young talent. Like you are a de- you're a, you're a decrepit organization. Uh, <laughs> you can flip Rozier, Ubre in a first. Um, you know, for for Aiton, I would do that if I was them. Pair him with Lamelo and try and build. You're still gonna be bad this year. I just think like the Suns, maybe the Hawks. I've got Clint Capella, John Collins for Aiden, something like that. Ooh. That could be fun. It's a good-looking good deal. I don't yeah, know how much it that works. It would probably be but... more like Clint and Bogey. Is, is Bogdanovich even back? Is he healthy again? Yeah, he's been playing. Yeah. 
I think the issue with that deal is I think they really like Okongwu. And if you're acquiring Aiton on a four-year max contract, it kind of kind of is the writing on the wall for Okongwu. I think you at that point you have to move him. And if I was an organization, I would probably prefer Okongwu, honestly, over Aiton. That's probably controversial, but I just value what Okongwu can do on the defensive end. And I I think he's he's still really young and uh he's 22 years old. And I just don't know if I would want to put DeAndre Aiton on a max in front of him just with what I've seen from him, but it's a good thought. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think of other ones, potentially. Well, that's the exciting thing about this trade deadline. Maybe the that... Magic, actually, could be a good fit. Like, they have, like, eight centers, so. Yeah, <laughs> and they need to move one. Like, you could package a few of them, because they don't have any, like, front court depth. I mean, the Suns don't. Um, like, so I love John there. Landale. Ross. Yeah, like you get like uh Gary Harris or Terrence Ross with like a I don't know, Wendell Carter, Bull Bull, one of the fucking five of them. Wagner. You, you have Isaac. Gary Harris, Terrence Ross, and Obama get so like you probably let him cook. Like he was like a top five pick when he got picked before. Hasn't played in two and a half years, but he's looked like He's looked good in his limited minutes that he's got. He looks like Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, yeah. good for Jonathan Isaac. Um, that could be something. Like, I feel like Portland's just going to be a fire sale pretty soon. I feel like. Do you think Portland, Portland step back? Is that weird? Because I, I think Portland is in the same situation as the Raptors, and yeah, we're gonna have to pick a direction, and I don't think it's gonna be to go all in this year or go all in at all. Like, I feel like Josh Hart is very available. Nurkic is very available. Nurkic has no value from what I've heard. Not that he has value, but I feel like he could just be shipped for anything. Dame, I feel like will take a ridiculous, more than Gobert, more than Mitchell type deal. But I feel like it's it just seems like in any interview I've seen of him, he's the most... Not like Rip City that I've ever seen. <laughs> that is so not Rip City of you, Dame. Yeah, he's been playing out of his mind. Like he, I just watched him against the Raptors last night. He is, he is like peak Dame. Yeah, he's literally their saving grace. But like, I feel like they just need to pick a direction, and with their current roster, it's just not going to go anywhere. Yeah, so sell everyone like, except for Simons and Sharps, really. And yeah, exactly. And I feel like Grant, they just signed, so maybe they'll keep him, but... Well, he, he's, he's an expiring, right, so. but he, he, right, turned so. down a max, he turned down a max, max extension from them. Um, so if he if he's going to resign, it's going to be for probably four for 120, four for 125 maybe, which is a lot of money to pay him. Um, and for he's, I, I still think that the Blazers and Raptors are definitely tr- good, compatible trade partners. Like, I think there's a there's a Pascal trade to be made. There's an OG trade to be made. Um, again, Shade like there is like you, Shade and Sharp, Anthony Simon. You're not getting good. you're not getting Shade and Sharp. We would for for OG or Pascal, either one, if we traded them. If they decided to go, OG. I don't think so. Yes, we would. I think we would. OG and a fir- or Shade and Sharp, Josh Hart and a first for OG. I think I you're overestimating OG. OG's commanding. Exactly. You see the report where OG's yeah, commanding. Shade Sharp was like a top six draft pick this year, and he's playing 
pretty well. <laughs> Fine. He, Ochi's commanding. Chris Vernon in the market. Chris right Vernon now. had the funniest rant about about how people are are valuing OG and Anobi. Yeah, he's wrong. It'll take. I will silence for that. He's fucking wrong. <laughs> he, he's been wrong on a number of takes, to be fair. But I think it's funny because it's true. Because we we haven't really we a lot of people are kind of assuming that this isn't sealing OG. That there's more for OG to get to. Like we we've closely watched OG over the past couple of years. I'm not sure if there's a whole lot more ceiling to go. I've been begging him to develop more of a developmental game. I don't know if he's worth that much. I, as much as I, I think in the defensive end, he does a lot, but you know, people are saying four firsts. Seventeen and a half points a game. He fits in on any team. Like he's like the most like he he fits like a glove on twenty five teams, and he's a bet. He's like a top four defender in the league. Like he's going to make first team all defense this year. Like I mentioned in my last time, his he's opponents are shooting like twenty two percent from him uh, as his the primary defender. Like that's a championship swinging player. Honestly, it is, especially if you have like a a star already like in place, which most of these you know contenders already have. I think that I think that Chris Vernon is undervaluing the value of OG Ananobi. I do think you're right though that I don't see him getting much better than this. So if I am the Raptors and you don't think you're going to compete in the next couple of years, that this is a perfect time to trade him with his contract. He's gonna you know he's under contract for two more years. Or yeah, a year and a half, I guess. Um, so I kind of agree with both sides, but let's let's hope that Portland's GM is listening to us and that that Shaden Sharp ends up a Raptor at the end of this trade deadline. And then there's another option where Pascal for like an Anthony Simons plus package is is could be something. Um, I don't know if you'd get Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp. Probably not. But um, you know, Anthony Simons some salary filler and a couple firsts, maybe three firsts. Um, is another kind of all-in move that the the Trailblazers could make. Um, though they're going to be very interesting, though. I, I I don't know which direction they're going to go. I find it hard that they're going to sell, though. I don't. I think they're either going to stand pat or buy buy in. Because um, I just other than Josh Hart, I don't know who is commanding much kind of in a trade for you know for them. So I don't know. They are very interesting. I- I think that's what's fascinating about this trade deadline season is that there are a lot of buyers, there's a lot of sellers, but I think on the buyer's side, there's a lot of teams who feel that they're one piece away, that they're not a complete team yet, especially in the West. I mean, you think about, a lot of people are considering New Orleans and Memphis to be already a complete team. I'm not sure if that's good enough to compete with the teams out in the East. I think they're both Um, making moves, 100%. And... And it doesn't need a big, 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 big star to get there. But I don't think they're fully complete yet on either side of those. Um, Denver as well, I could use some help. The East, the, these East teams just feel a lot more complete. We're talking about the top of the bracket, the the Celtics, the Bucks, the the Sixers to me, even the Nets. These guys who could really compete for the championship. But um, in terms of these complete teams, we're, we're seeing a bit of a slide now from... Um, I don't know if you guys are, are still need some trade talk, but we're seeing a bit of a slide now in today's season with uh, Memphis, with New Orleans, with some teams who are playing pretty bad um, over the past couple of days. What yeah. are you guys seeing in terms of what needs to be fixed here? What, what What's going on? The West is in shambles. I think there's a lot of in, there's been a lot of injuries, so I'm not over. I'm not trying to overreact to this, you know, half, you know, just over the halfway point in the season. Um, but I, 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 my takeaway is that the standings to me don't mean anything. Like, honestly, 
I, when it comes to playoff time, I'm still going to be probably putting money on the Golden State Warriors to go to the finals um, or, or, or Denver. I think those are still the two best teams in the league. Um, and I think it's going to come down to who's healthiest and honestly, who makes moves at the deadline. Like, I think if you add something at the deadline, you could put yourself in championship contention. So that's why I think that mixed with like the play in, I think there's such a um, oper- huge opportunity for certain franchises to make a leap. Yeah, I mean, there's. I think there's a lot of, as, as I said earlier, that there's a lot of teams that are a move away. And I think we could kind of start with those teams as far as what could be done. We talk about New Orleans. We talk about um, Memphis. Um, I got a crazy New Orleans team. Team. Oh, yeah. There's also, uh, I think, Dallas. Even Golden State. Kind of ballsy, but yeah. I think Golden State could be there. Yeah, I think Sacramento requires a really big one move but i think could be in that conversation i personally don't think we should get there but it's a conversation I, I, it's funny I like that a lot our, of these teams are coming out of the west though i like a lot of our fake toronto sacramento uh still we didn't we didn't end up landing on one that we both I want to get rid of keegan murray i want keegan murray i think i'd have to move him to get one of yeah yeah, we wouldn't want Keegan. I don't think we landed on any that we did agree on. Probably not. Um, yeah. Okay, so I have a New Orleans one that I heard recently, and it's revolved around another team that's very interesting, who we were very high on them. Uh, we are very low on them entering the season. We were very high on them halfway through the season. And then Tyrese Halliburton got hurt, and that's the Indiana Pacers, who are free-falling and probably back on a proper trajectory and where they you know, expected to be this year. I think... Miles Turner and Buddy Heel. Well, they're they're twenty four and twenty seven. They're ninth in the East now. Um, I know, but they had twenty four wins as total projected for the year. So I wouldn't they're say on a, uh, they're on a better trajectory from where they like. They're they're free falling. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I think that's where they want to end up. I don't think they want to compete. I don't. So this year, oh wait, but oh, they just signed Turner though. I know. I was I was gonna first of all. I had a Miles Turner trade I was going to pitch, but I just realized he re- he extended, so probably not. That extension yeah. for Miles Turner is incredible for the Pacers. Did you guys see the details on that? Yeah. It? So he sent it for two years, $58 million, but they because they had so much salary s- space this year, they put eight, I think it was eighteen million of that of that um extension towards this year. So he's making he's now making $35 million this year, which I'm pretty sure is close to his max. And then in the next two years, he's making just over $20 million next year and then under $20 million the year after that. That's and he's amazing. like age 20, like six or something. Like he's like entering the prime of his career. And they're going to have him after this year for like basically $20 million a year um, for the next two years. So good on you, Indiana. That's an incredible um, extension. If, if it, I think that's an amazing way to use your cap space. Like, sure, they could have maybe gotten, like, a second or something for that $15 million of space. Maybe. I don't know. But I think that's an awesome extension. All right. So do that. Does, the, does the trade happen then? I think it's still, I think let's, it's, hear it. let's hear it anyway. <laughs> okay. I think it still can happen. Like, just because he extended doesn't mean you can't trade him anymore. It was basically Miles Turner to New Orleans for Jonas Valanciunas, Devontae Graham, and basically two first-round picks. Because New Orleans has... Um, like I think New Orleans has a Milwaukee pick they can trade. They obviously have all their own. Like they have some extra firsts. Lakers, yeah. <laughs> they have a Lake, yeah. Um, but yeah, they have Lakers swaps, which they wouldn't. The Lakers swaps are too valuable to give up. Um, yeah. but 
Uh, I just thought that was a fascinating trade because then you, you put Miles at the five. You got um, McCollum. You got Zion. You have Ingram. Um, you know, you have, you have Herb Jones on the wing as your defensive stopper. I just think that team is like a, a clear bona fide championship contender at that point um, if they were to pull that off. Um, I feel like they need like another like wing guy because Zion gets hurt all the time. Ingram gets hurt all the time. Like Herb Jones, like they just all are so injury prone. It's fucking ridiculous. Well, Trey Murphy's yeah, a rotating. I know you have it's a Trey Murphy and Marshall totally, but it's just like and Dyson Daniels. Yeah, yeah like it, you have Never so many guys, which we, you'd probably put in a package to get a better one. It's just obviously it's not working right now. Like they've lost seven, and obviously they haven't had Zion. That's their best player, but it's just been injury a hell of a lot of injuries. I'm not overreacting to their most recent results. I think they definitely have to do something though, and they have probably the most assets imaginable outside of maybe all the thunder picks that exist mm-hmm. but they are totally in a position to commit if they want to and i think they should i but... think especially now that he is extended like i almost think that maybe the pacers are using it as like making him now more valuable because i do think he is more valuable now it makes the matching salary a little bit tougher but for a trade um but i don't know i just think maybe jackson hayes is involved in the deal i just i just think that that would be an, an awesome move for them. And I, and I view Miles Turner similarly to OG in that he can fit on so many teams that like, I, I don't know why he, you know, he's, he's gotta be a really valuable asset for, for, for them to, to be looking at. So that was a hypothetical one that I heard before he extended, but um, I thought that was an interesting one for new Orleans. And I do think they have to do something. Well, not have to, but if they want to com- try and compete this year. And then another team that's kind of free-falling right now that's got a lot of buzz uh, is the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, what do you guys think? What do you think's missing? Like, what do you think they need? OG and Anobi. Honestly. It would make sense. And you trade Dylan Brooks, who I think is the Chris Boucher of that team. <laughs> Bring him back to yeah. Canada. Dude, Chris Vernon hates Dylan Brooks, and he's like the most locked in. Yeah, I feel like most people hate Dylan Brooks. Yeah, <laughs> whenever he plays the Raptors, whenever he plays the Raptors, he's fucking sick. But I guess small sample size. Yeah, like he just seems to make the decisions that you accuse Chris Boucher of making. I think, and say in the playoffs last year, whenever he got the ball and it was like five minutes left, it's just like, oh fuck, they're gonna lose. Like they have no shot. <laughs> And that's what happened. So, I don't know. I think they need, yeah, that three spot. Because you have Bane, Morant, JJJ, and Steven Adams has been hurt, which I think has led to a little bit of the Memphis slump because he's such a solid anchor for them. But I feel like if you have a major upgrade, like an OG, even a Josh Hart could be nice there. Like something like that. Jeremy Grant. Yeah, Jeremy Grant, like a solid three. I think that would be... Super nice for them. And they, I think, have all their assets still. I feel like they're going to have to do a package around Zaire Williams and then probably Dylan Brooks and, like, a couple picks potentially because your bench outside of those is still pretty solid. Um, You got Tyus Jones, who I think probably the best backup point guard yeah. in the league. Yeah. 
he's just so solid and they have him for I think for nothing I'm not sure on the exact contract but he could be a starting point guard in a lot of places and he just commits to the role they have a lot of guys that have bought into the system but I feel like that three piece like in like what we said is uh all they're missing and I think they should commit because you're at the two seed right now you still have a few games in hand and you can really make some moves and then yeah get the team chemistry all good for the playoffs yeah Ty- i think someone i don't think tyus jones is movable for the grizzlies i think they they value no, no, more no, no, no. in the league I'm I'm saying, in 50 million a year for two years just... i think the so solid Along with Zaire Williams, there's there's pieces like um, Danny Green who are movable contracts like that. Yeah. Um, what, about Dylan, what about Dylan Brooks, Danny Green, and like a first and a couple seconds for Bogey Bogdanovich? Like one boat, Boyan, Boyan, or Bogdan? Boyan, the Detroit one, yeah. the one that's available. <laughs> that that makes more sense than Bogdan. I don't think the Hawks would do something like that. But... Sorry, yeah, the the Pistons won. Yeah, that's what I meant. The Lakers probably won't do that for Boyan too. So might as well get the most out of him that you can if you're the Pistons, and they are the most committed to the tank team. I think. Brooks, Danny Green are both expirings that match the uh, Bogdanovich salary. Again, there I know they're asking for an unprotected first. Maybe it's lightly protected with some seconds. Um, I do agree with Chris Vernon when I listened to him saying that he'd much rather that package than doing Zaire and three firsts for OG. Um, yeah. I do agree with that take. Uh, so if that's on the table for them, I, I think, I think Bogdanovich, do you guys think he moves? Like, what's your take? What's your thought? Like, what's your hunch? <laughs> he has, to. He has I think to. Yeah. He's commanding a lot of attention in the market. I think he's a really valuable wing player. The kind of guy that exactly what we're saying Memphis needs since they lost Kyle Anderson last year. You don't you don't want to play Dylan Brooks in the playoffs. Not not in the capacity that they're playing them right now. And having a secondary ball creator. I mean Desmond Bain is there, but you know, off the wing, someone like Bogdanovich to kind of uh create there. You could play him off the bench even. I think that would be amazing for Memphis. I think Bogdanovich to to uh, Brooklyn would be good. Uh, as well, yeah. Uh, Joe Harris, right? Harris would be the matching salary. Yeah. <laughs> the issue, well, okay, you have to understand that Joe Harris isn't a value. He's a, he's a negative value <laughs> asset. It's just, he's for salary matching only. Yeah, um, yeah. Joe Harris and like, I don't know if a first gets it done. Maybe it's a first and a few seconds. They might have to honestly go two firsts if it because the issue is Joe Harris is making eighteen point six million next year. Which which actually caught what well, would cost you a first to get off of, because uh, that's a negative value asset. So it might take two firsts to get that deal done. Um, but Bogdanovich is signed for two years after this one. Uh, so you know, to me that that makes sense for Brooklyn, uh, who will never who won't have cap space, um, you know, for years to come if they sign Kyrie to an extension, which apparently Kyrie is open to. Uh, that's that was also kind of sort of breaking news. Um, not breaking news, but it's been news since we last recorded. Um, Who knows also, that respectfully. <laughs> right? He could change his mind tomorrow. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> let me. Can I give you guys a, a quick football update that I just heard? Travis Kelsey is questionable to play this game today. He hurt his back in practice on Friday, 
and he might not play. He's like a true game time decision. Dude, he's gonna play. Yeah, he probably will, but it's reinforcing my Bengals pick. He's gonna be a zombie out there, but yeah, it reinforces my Bengals pick. Though. Let's go Bengals. Let's yeah. go Bengals. That was um, I haven't heard that until now, but hell yeah, <laughs> but not hell yeah, but not hell yeah for the hurt. <laughs> Um, I think another big trade piece that I don't think we've spent much time on is John Collins, and I think I've seen a lot of buzz around there, but I don't, I don't know a good fit for him, and I'd be interested to hear what you guys think about that because he's been shopped around a lot, obviously, but this year kind of seems like the year for it. What about what you- Clippers? John Collins, the Clippers. He's kind of exactly what they need. Um, have a lot of salary filling. It's just like because like the Clippers, like Kawhi is playing very well right now. He's like he's he's back. He feels like he's back to his old you know Kawhi self. And it's year what is it year four or something with this group? Like they have to do something this year. Um, it, it it's they're really running out of time. You know Paul George is thirty two now. They have a lot of like middling salaries to make that work. So could you? Could you do that? Maybe Terrence, like Terrence Mann, they don't want to give him up, but he's been, you know, a lot of, there's been a lot of talk with him um, being a trade piece, maybe Terrence Mann and a first plus salary filler. Is that enough for John Collins? Maybe it's two firsts. Um, I mean, I think Terrence Mann's untouchable. Untouchable? He's like their starting starting point guard right now. He's like 8.5 points a game. He's untouchable. I think so. Have you watched any of their games, dude? <laughs> Have you watched any of their games? He's 26 and he averages eight and a half points a game. How untouchable well, can that be? Yeah, but that's because he wasn't getting minutes like the first 20 games of the year and they've completely shifted their he's lineup. Now, now they're winning. I, I think so, 100%. Watch, think watch so. the Clippers game. If, if we're, we're just throwing around the term untouchable now, left and right. No, I, I don't think it's straight. I feel I, like Norman Powell is definitely more tradable than him and he's obviously his stats are way better that's that's the thing with the clippers is that there there are assets here that i don't think they'd be willing to move terrence man being the the big one and then everyone else at the bottom of the depth chart in the rotation their younger guys don't really command a whole lot i, I like the guys down there someone like jason preston and someone like brandon boston who had really good high school and college careers but i just don't think that they have really any pull other than draft picks and salary fillers that's why he needs to be in the deal terrence man it would have to be a package it's like i don't know i'm not high on john collins personally it would probably be like a reggie jackson covington and terrence man with two firsts for john collins and if i'm if i'm the clippers i'm doing that tomorrow I, i i would not i would not Guys, a lot for John you're, you're acting like this guy is like the like fucking Shaden Sharp or you're something. Acting, no, you're acting like John Collins is like Shaden <laughs> and Obi. And we, we went over <laughs> John Collins last episode. He's 25 years old. He's under contract on a 25 million dollar contract for a few more years. And you know, none of us were surprised if he were to make an All Star team. And they don't really have a player like him. Like, like I think he would fit well with PG and Kawhi, feeling that you know. That five, either that five spot or you know a stretch four or something. I don't know. I definitely okay. If you don't see the Clippers, who else do you see John Collins for, Matt? I don't know. That's what I was asking. 
<laughs> I just don't think you, I, I could see an idea poo pooer is what I you just, are. I I could see him on the Clippers. I just don't think Terrence Mann is the way to get it. I can see a but, Dallas Mavericks trade. I think the Mavericks should. Yeah, do. I was gonna say the Mavs. Davis Bertans, Dorian Finney-Smith needs to like because you can move on from him, and he's an expiring deal this year, and you could get Collins then locked up. Like, because he's under contract. Like, I, I feel like a Christian Wood deal is pretty eminent in Dallas, yeah. and they're they're gonna have to do something if it's like a Tim Hardaway thing, maybe as well. Or like, Davis Bertans is making what twelve million, same as Reggie Bullock, which is fucking insane to me. Just yeah. you're gonna hate this, but I think I think Dorian Finney-Smith is untouchable for the Mavericks. I fucking can't stand you right now. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, well it could be Dwight Powell, Davis Bertans, and like two firsts for the issue with Davis Bertans is he's a negative value asset and he's making sixteen million over the next two years. Uh, I don't know how they signed him. Or they traded, they, him, they traded for him, but didn't they then sign him to something stupid? No, no, he was, he was part of the deal. He was no, the Wizards gave him a bad contract already. Yeah, like that is the dumbest trade that made no sense at the time. Really, well, yeah. I mean, they just wanted to split up. They saw Chris Tapps as a ne- as a really negative value salary, so they just Which is a mistake. Dinwiddie's been pretty good. I've been completely wrong about Davis Bertans. I've been high on him since um, the Spurs, even, and I've been completely wrong. I don't think you. Can, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that the Hawks take back Bertans in that deal. I think it would have to be like Dwight Powell and Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock for and like first for maybe you throw in Josh Green if they see value or Jaden Hardy, uh, maybe a prospect well, like that. Well, what we need to talk about with the Hawks is that I think they're one of those teams that could go either or here. I mean, it it, it appears that they're going all in because of the Dejounte trade just this summer, but they huh. they really could go either way right now. They're they're near the bottom of the playoff standings in the in the East. They're, they're looking better as of late, but um. If they're one piece away and they trade away one of their one piece away guys and John Collins, they're going to have to get something, you know, pretty sizable in return. And I don't think we're these these trades that we're discussing, we're talking about kind of two, three years down the future, guys. I don't I don't think the Hawks are willing to go two, three years down the future after after investing so much in Murray. But do you think this trade would then open up more minutes for Okongwu? which is what we were talking about earlier. Like, obviously, he's played the five, so it's like Clint Capella kind of mismatch there. But you also then lost your picks the next three years, four years with the Murray trade. So it could just be looking at getting that back and then maybe like a supplementary wing slash three, four maybe piece. Well, that's that's what I mean. I, th- I think if there's a move to make for the Hawks, it instead of thinking about the Okongwu in the next couple of years, it's trading a Kongwu and getting getting a piece that's bigger and, and, and moving up the standings rather than kind of settling where they are right now. I think you're right. I think the, the DeJounte Murray trade has forced them to go all in. Another piece of this is DeJounte hasn't felt super happy in Atlanta so far. He had some cryptic, I think he had a cryptic podcast where just he kind of mentioned how it's it's weird how the all the smoke gets brought to the media in this organization. He comes from a Spurs organization that everything was kind of kept inside and, and held, you know, done internally. Yeah. And the reason why I think they have to compete is 
DeJounte Murray can walk after next year. Like they, he's not going to sign the extension that he's um, the max extension that they're able to offer him. He's going to be a UFA in a couple of years. So they, if they're not a good team, there's no shot that he's resigning there. I don't think Uh, there's already been talk that maybe Trey young is a potential summer trade, you know, target. He might be the next one wanting out or so this could fall apart really quickly if they don't play their cards. Right. So I completely agree with you in that. I think if they trade John Collins, Clint Capella, whoever it's going to be for a win now move, it's going to be to improve the team, which is why I hate my Dallas pitch now um, in terms of. um, So I don't know who that team is like who, who are. That's the thing. I don't, I don't know where the Hawks go here. Is it a seven? Is it a Sixers maybe? Is it like a, would they offer like Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey for like John Collins? I feel like that just can't be done because all the the like morale that that would fuck up. Yeah, because John yeah. Collins had the whole thing with dunking on Embiid, and like there was so much beef there. Oh, <laughs> maybe you could, maybe you could bury it, bury it, but like fuck, <laughs> you can bury that. I just don't like you, it, the salary is tough to match because because Tobias Harris makes so much money. I saw, I heard a trade the other day on a podcast where the trade was um, OG Ananobi and Gary Trent for Tobias Harris and Tyreek Maxey, just like straight up. And that one like blew my mind and I don't think I like it. I don't think I want to trade OG and, and Gary Trent for Tyreek Maxey. I, I think that's a really bad trade for you. I think yeah, I think, of, I think you need a lot of picks behind that. I think we need like one or two, a couple picks, yeah. yeah. Um, but that one kind well, of blew my mind. Back to the Hawks for me, I, and and this is a name that I've been seeing actually thrown around in a lot of trade talks. But I think the the, the guy to move here is someone like AJ Griffin, and if not AJ Griffin, someone like DeAndre Hunter. They love um, AJ Griffin. I think AJ Griffin could. Re- it's not a good spot for him. He, he's he's a dynamite scorer. He could get he could get somewhere. Um, as a wing scorer, maybe the Suns could use him, but I could totally. I, see I, I just, injury. I just don't think it's Collins. I mean, Collins could be moved, but I just don't think that should be the move for them in terms of going all just, in right now. I just feel like he's been in trade talks for so long. Like you'd think there's an inevitability with that. I just like don't see how he plays out this contract on the Hawks. I just don't see it. And well, look at Miles think, Turner. We just said the same thing about him for two years, and then all of a sudden, maybe. I think. Yeah. I think DeAndre. DeAndre Hunter right now is the, has a poison pill uh, in his contracts. So I don't think he can he can be traded um, right now because he just signed that extension. But I could totally see him being a trade target uh, for someone in the in the offseason for sure as well. God, I forgot Jarrett Culver's still on that team. That's so pathetic of him. He's so he's like right. that was such a reach. I I still can't believe they picked him. I, even oh, no, no, he, nine. No, or no, he was, he was in the hundred T Wolves. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe he's an NBA player still. Congrats, Jared Cole. I haven't heard his name for ever. Um, I have one hypothetical just because I've been doing <laughs> trade hypotheticals here on the side. Mm-hmm. It's not related at all to John Collins. But it goes back to the Suns and the Mavs. And it could... So the Mavs would send Wood, Powell, Bullock, and two future firsts, maybe Jesus. one first. To Aiden or to the Suns for Aiden and Jay Crowder. Jesus. Sorry? Name the Dallas players that they're trading again? 
Christian Wood, Dwight Powell, Reggie Bullock, and two future firsts. For Jay Crowder. I guess. I mean, I think the Jay Crowder thing, it's literally nothing. Like, he's not even playing, not suiting up, has no intentions to. And DeAndre Aiden, it just doesn't seem to be a fit for whatever reason. And you could have Christian Wood, who I think could thrive with CP3. Um, you could Dwight Powell, you got a bit more front court depth, and you got some shooting with Reggie Bullock, and you got some two two firsts back. They're gonna have some fun. defensive woes. I like I like the idea just because I love the Chris Paul Christian Wood pick and roll thought. I'm 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 curious now how much we think Chris Paul has left in the tank because I don't think that's a win now team. Um, I think they're gonna go all in. I think they have this year and. Maybe next I think week. it's this year at best, depending on the step Devin Booker takes, but I think it's this year or bust, which is a lot of other teams too, which is so it's fun. I just think the Suns yeah. are a sleeping giant in terms of making a move with this new ownership change. Like I think this new owner is going to do something. Um, he's not going to keep Jay Crowder on the books. Like they're If I had to make one bet on a team making a trade, it's definitely the, the Suns. Um, now, how big of a splash will they make? I don't know, but... Uh, I, I think they're they're definitely a sleeping giant there. Yeah, actually, I actually don't mind. I, I took a look at it. I, Chris Paul's on contract for another two years after this year, and I, it, it, they still have time to kind of. I mean, Chris Paul maybe not get prime body. Chris Paul, but he but, takes you know, care of his body, still... like on on almost on par with LeBron James. I, I I can see him having one more good year, less minutes, like maybe more like a thirty minute, you know, per game player, but. I can still see him, still see him being somewhat effective here next year. So I think he's they will go all in. Maybe they're a bogey team, Bogdanovich team. Who knows? But yeah, it'll be interesting. You have to you have to clarify which bogey you're talking about when you do that. There's only one bogey on the trade market, but the Detroit just assume Detroit. You're saying Bogdanovich, but it's literally. I don't know how to say his first name. It's Bo- Boyan. 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 Boyan or Bogdan. Boyan or Bogdan. Bogdan hasn't been in in one single trade rumor like this entire time. He's not being traded. I miss I miss Bogdan Bogdanovich on the Kings. I, yeah. I I adore him as a player. Anyway, I mean I, I I think that's a that's a good point to make. Is that there's a lot of teams that this is a win now kind of season. There's a lot of team where it's a one one player away, and I think it's a really exciting time to be. First of all, coming up to the trade deadline, coming up to the All Star break now. And then we, we're going to see some teams really trying for the playoffs. I think this is going to be a ex- really exciting end of the regular season, seeing as how tight the standings are right now and seeing all the movement going on. It's a fun NBA season, boys, and it's a, it's been a pleasure covering it with you guys. It's, it's, uh, it's been a hoot. It's been a great season. Epi 14. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We didn't even talk so about the we're... All-Star starters. We'll have to do that next week. We'll have to talk All-Star. We're, we're not going to... Um, yeah, I think the All Star is gonna be. Fun. We could have a full All Star episode. Yeah, next year. Um, next I should have saved my rant for then. Uh, sorry, next next week. But thank you, boys, for doing this. I think uh, we're we're geared up for a great season, geared up for a great trade deadline. I can't wait to cover the 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 havoc that's gonna happen soon. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for being here. We're gonna go off and watch some goddamn American football. Go Hawks, go Bengals. And, uh, go Niners, go, go Chiefs. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> fly Eagles fly. Fly Eagles fly. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Have a great Sunday. Bye.